Yo, 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 baby, what's going down? Welcome to today's episode of the Shy Reverberation Podcast on the Confidence in the Clutch Network. I'm Donald Nelson, D-Nail, Dizzle, DZ, Dizus, DZD, Dizos, Don P, Don D, Don Rilla, Digger, your host with supreme confidence. Get your confidence together, get your clutch together, support your own American-born African with mass appeal. Listen to and follow the networks on various platforms. Search Confidence in the Clutch. Confidenceintheclutch.podbean.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube, click the bell for notifications on new content when I drop. Follow, share, rate, and review. It's important. Follow us on X and Instagram at K and K. Visit us on Facebook at Confidence in the Clutch. Coming up, the Shy episode 606. One of them nights. Ah, is it one of them nights? Nah, boys demand. Sorry, y'all. Well, we know so far for every moment of the show, reaction about episode 606, boys demand, and the next episode prediction. Like always, bring you quality content with strong opinions and facts. Confidence in the clutch, we are fear more than love, but never hate it, y'all. Come ride me for a minute, because the hate don't bother me, man. You know what it is. Confidence starts right now. Three, two, one. Confidence on three, in the clutch on six. One, two, three. Confidence. Four, five, six. In the clutch. Confidence in the clutch. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? Welcome to episode 34, season six, episode six. 606, the Shot of Reverberation podcast. Donald Nelson on the Comments in the Clutch Network. Man, shit is crazy, y'all. Yo, click the bell for notification of new content when I drop new media energy up. You know what it is. You know how we do. Let's catch up for the one time. One time for your mind. The fucking mouse is bugging out. The battery ain't dead. It's crazy shit, yo. Let's do it. Episode 601. Eminem and Keisha have beefed over his involvement with Duda and it's seeping into their relationship. Kev has moved out and understands the struggle for independence. Duda takes image shopping and look the part of a boss. Marcus and Tierra are an item now. Shad is still wanting Tierra struggling to find a job. Rob gets a better deal from Duda than Q gave him. Triggs' campaign ramped up with a viral moment at Smokey's. Keisha earns a job at a school. Emma buys Tiffa car. Jake is selling merch now. Papa likes a 19-year-old at work. Kevin and Maisha kiss. Trigg wins his councilman seat. Duda kills a young boy in the lounge with Emma present. Tracy wants to have some growth time. Duda shows up and things are the same with those two. Episode 602. First day in. Trig gets a surprise. Jamal is out in his office asking about Lene. Emma and Keisha hash out growing pains in their relationship. Tip gets introduced to Cairo, a dealer and grower. Dante's connect. Cairo questions her about the why and hows of her business. Maisha gets approached to be an opening act at a show. Danielle talks to Emmett about trust and Duda. Tiff and Rob talking about growing their business and getting away from Duda. Emmett and Duda go look at a crib on the west side. Duda talks about expanding and opening the Smokies on the west side. Stanley talks with Papa and Bakari about following the word. Papa questions him about doing the same. Papa and Sade find out they're both PKs, preacher kids, and start to bond. Trick vows to help black men with their mental health and ask Lene if she wants to see Jamal and she agrees. Cairo meets with Tiff and Rob and says he'll show them how to grow and run their own shit. M shows Keisha the house and she loves it. Wants to be on the paperwork though and wants to do the notice is a long. Kev shows up at Maisha's show and they talk about their situation shit. Rob asks his mom for 50000 to start up his business. She wants to know who killed her brother's uncle and Rob said, well, I need 100000 Emmett, episode 603, Emmett leaves the apartment and Tiff stops by to talk about old times. Keisha's getting things together for the housewarming party. Papa comes to Kenya's assistance at Smokey's. Keisha and M show growth from where their friends are. Housewarming scene is where new plots were unveiled, which led to mad more issues between two parties. M and Keisha, the stress of moving a blended family and knocking Keisha. 
Emma Duda, the gift of a gun. Keisha and Nina over moving too fast with them. Robin Nuck over who killed Q. Keisha and Tiff over EJ calling RJ a bitch. Emma and Tiff over co-parenting. Darnell and Duda over the gun and a threat. Lene tells Bakara she doesn't want to be with a street nigga, but trust he would be careful in the streets. Trig asks for Tima to move with him, and she says yes. Darnell takes the gun, and Em doesn't know where it is. Episode 604. It's the 420 episode. Everybody getting high. Rise lets Duda know Q was an informant for the feds. M, Vic, and Shy chop it up, and Vic wants them to come and talk later. M still can't find his gun. Tiff and Rob talk about getting things together for their business. Shad helps Duda at the chop shop and Duda offers him more money if he wants it. Marcus lets Gemma know her time is running out before she has to make a college decision. Fatima's getting drilled by her aunt and mom. Roz tells Vic to keep quiet. Nuck offers Stanley money and he refuses. Vic have the man meet at the rock. Darnell tells him he has the gun and watch the company he keeps. Duda talks about passing the mob down to someone. Tiff, Rob, and Cairo visit Vic for a permit. Rob asks Vic about his uncle. Nuck drops off the money for him to hold. Duda gives Nuck the green light on Stanley. Episode 605. Kev lets M know a team, and Callie wants to sponsor him and move him out there. Someone stole Tiff's car at Cairo's. Dante tracks it down to do the spot. Keisha loses her job. Vic is struggling with people not trusting him now that he's a politician. M sees the broken window, Tiff lets him know what's up, and she's stepping off from Duda. Nina and Dre have issues over Dre's ex, Bakari went to shop with the Bakari went to shop with the with the with the guns and gave him oh shit. Oh shit, that ain't gonna work for me. <laughs> um I'm just bugging with this, y'all. Bakari went to shop with the guns and gave him two thousand dollars to hold him. M does M goes at Duda over Tiff's car. Duda pulls out the strap on him and puts it at his throat. To his throat. The crew went to prime and showed out. Bakari gets put over with Lene. Papa finds out Kenya has a son. FBI stops by Vicks, and he has to go answer a few questions. Keisha goes to therapy and finds the money at home. Kev asks Maisha if she will leave for a better opportunity. Kev tells Los Angeles, yes, I'm moving to L.A., bitches. All right, current episode, season six, episode six, Boys Demand, synopsis. Pressure mounts on Victor. Emmett makes Duda an offer. Papa tests his father's patience. Dre's action spark doubt Nina. Kevin celebrates a major achievement. All right, y'all. We rolling. We rolling. All right, moments. Open the scene. Open the scene. Keisha's questioning him about the money. His dumbass hit it in the living room. Shy hit, hit them guns in the fucking living room. Just silly. Closing scene. Standing getting choked out in the kitchen. In credits. Song. Some gospel shit like 604. I don't know. All them songs sound the same like trap music. Y'all can't tell me gospel music and trap music don't sound the same. All that shit is a long-ass song. <laughs> Favorite moment of the show, Elm pulling the strap on Duda. But then what was you going to do with the strap, though, fam? Don't pull the thing out unless you plan to bang. Huh? 3K told us that. And if you plan to bang, you better hit something. So... You just gonna scare dude up? Anyway, we'll talk about that later. And Jim and College Talk, talking about shit, community college is where it's at. Like, so shit. Margaret's like, I don't give a fuck as long as you go to school. I don't give a fuck what school you go to. <laughs> Make it hot, bitch. Yeah. Yo. Unbelievable moment of the show. Dre needing a lesbian friend. I bet. 
It's like I need a heterosexual biatch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do too. I need a lesbian friend. Yeah. Yeah, I need a heterosexual. Make it hot, bitch. Man, come on, man. Y'all bugging, man. <laughs> Y'all bugging out, man. Let's get it to it, man. Now I can relax. My back is on fucking 18, nigga. Fuck a 10. Fuck a 10 with my friend. With my friend. With my friend. Riding in the spot, bitch. Riding in the spot, bitch. You know that is hot, bitch. Get another. Man, here I go. All right, y'all. Let's do it. So, M tells Keisha he's holding money for Duda, right? Once again, you're talking too much, G. I don't know what's up with these men with all this talkative shit. Man, they talk too much. Keisha's like, why you bringing dirty money into the house? Keisha, that dirty money got you this motherfucking house. What are you talking about? Why they make her so naive and like she's such a fucking good girl? She fuck with Nuck, who ran a whorehouse. Like, make it hot, bitch. Come on, B. It was like, we're living a lifestyle. What you think and how you think I'm paying for all this shit, motherfucker? Like, we know his money is dirty. We got to help him watch this shit. What are you talking about? This is what we're doing. I ain't selling no bricks. I ain't stealing no cars. I ain't pimping no females. You know what I'm saying? I'm a motherfucking restaurant star. I ain't doing shit. Like, he like, you don't have a job, motherfucker. <laughs> Man, about time him to check their motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you ain't got no job. You motherfucking talking about money and how I'm doing shit. <laughs> Man, you know what I'm saying? If she was on the other foot, motherfucker, she need to be checking his ass. You know what I'm saying? Keisha worries about niggas around do the dies. That's a great point. She has a fucking great point, Keisha. You get kudos and the star for that. But then she tell, then she gonna turn around and tell Keisha, tells him I'm leaving. Bye, bye, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, nigga, she can go. Because she's been stressing me too much the whole season. You know what I mean? She can go. I love Keisha, but she can go. go. She want to see what's up with Nuck anyway. So does that make her a bad person? M vows to make shit right, though, of course. I thought we were family. I thought we were going to stay together. I thought we weren't going to leave. He's such a good fucking guy. Good guys finish last. But fuck that, M. You can find another woman, and then your money get long enough. You ain't got to chase the women to chase the money. Like 50 said, I don't chase, I chase money, I don't chase bitches. Bitches come with the shit, man. You know what I'm saying? What you mean? Do this. Do that. Hey, you ain't got no motherfucking problems. Player. Shit, dude, I comes with shit. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Shit, fuck all that, man. Shit, you're in too deep right now to get out, you know? It's a wrap. So we see the feds in Vic's office. Quincy had on a dope-ass double-breasted Merlot fucking uh, Cabernet motherfucking maroon suit, nigga. Props, G. They say gay man, gay man like that dressed very fucking snazzy. Like, they say them the best-dressed motherfuckers. Superb suit the show they show a picture of Vic um and Duda in the car well Vic and Otis that's what they called the motherfucking police called his ass Otis from where they found Quincy's body nigga it's a rap G 
The feds know way more than that. They're just trying to see what you're going to do. They got you in the crosshairs. They know they got everything they need right now to charge your motherfucking ass, nigga. Like, when the feds... <laughs> Ooh. When the feds told Vic, yo, you're not a killer, but you helped dump the body. They know. They fucking know. They fucking know Vic is fucked. He has to make a decision on him or do that, right? Somehow, some way. Either either turn the state's evidence or 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 or, or not snitching. Oh, I don't know. But he gotta make a decision. If they ride together, they die together. That's what it is. It is what it is, B. M goes to Darnell's to ask for his gun. Like, give me the gun. Give me the gun. Give me the gun. Like Darnell told him, right, you ain't built that way, man. Chill out, man. Facts, you know what I'm saying? The look in his eye, though, Darnell knew some shit was popping off, and no, that shit probably resolve around, revolve around Duda, and he got to give his son his gun. He just told him to be careful, son. Like, every father should tell his son. But what is this nigga going to do? Kill Duda? No. So he goes home, pulls in the mirror. I ain't no bitch. I ain't no bitch. I ain't no bitch. Ooh, ooh. Mr. Nelson, go ahead, Jesus. <laughs> I had a question. What is the question, Jesus? Mr. Nelson, how you gonna kill a nigga that helped you block? That ain't did shit to you. He's only made your life better. Uh, Jesus, I think you just gonna have to play your position or get the fuck out, son. And that getting out might mean you have to move up out of that whole area or the city or the state or whatever it is, whatever you, you're you in, son, you're going to have to get all the way out. Why, though? Because you did too much too quickly, Jesus. Motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Y'all know what the fuck happened, right? Y'all know when this shit, when this shit went wrong, right? It wasn't with him buying motherfucking Tiff the car. It was with him buying Keisha that motherfucking house, trying to keep both his... Oh, I want to say it so bad. I be trying not to be like that. Woo, y'all know what I want to say. Y'all know what I want to say. He wasn't trying to keep both his women happy. In this situation, he's trying to keep both them bitches happy. <laughs> that's, what, that's the problem, right? The women, hoes, and bitches, right? You ain't got to do all that shit. They different. You got to know the difference. No house, no gun, right? <laughs> no, no, how about this? No house, no housewoman party. No house, no gun. No house, no stash and no dough. No house, no housewoman party, motherfucker. For all the other shit to happen, which produced mad issues for M and Keisha. So this is all Keisha's pressured results. I don't understand. I don't fucking get it. Let me know in the comments, y'all. So we got graduation photo day for the crew. Lene is on punishment. Kev talks about his bills and shit and you don't want to be grown. And Jake is, Jake, Jake, Jake is a goon with his picture. Like, fuck this shit. He like E-40 goon with the spoon. Like, like, damn. I guess, though. Bakari gets beat for losing his car because, remember, he younger than them, so... Him and Jim are the same age. He gets beat for losing the dude our car because you know that car was stolen. Dude didn't buy that motherfucking car. The mob doesn't have anywhere to wash their money. And they talking about Pastor Jackson. Guys, folks scared to do this. So, you know, knock like nigga, I take care of it. 
They was like, man, we was gonna, man, we gotta help a car. Dude, they like, oh, he'll be all right. Leave that nigga down there. Like, man, they had to watch that. Man. Uh. Yeah. Vic, Fatima, and Quincy give him advice. Give Vic advice. Fatima and Quincy do. Quincy's like, lie, nigga. Fatima is like, work with them. This clown tells Fatima in his office. Well, she'll be bugged by now from the feds that he helped dump the body. You stupid motherfucker clown. Why are you telling everybody they want to listen to your ass? Some clown shit, Vic. Come on. Only you, Ross, and Duda should know. Loose lips sink ships. Don't drip. Got a really tight grip. Don't drip. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Fatima. Talking about why you didn't tell me. Fool for what? What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> Motherfuckers kill me. Why you didn't let me out? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck out of here, Fatima. Okay, so Vic knows he's an accomplice, right? He's a street nigga, though. I'm a street nigga, fam. Okay, then stand in who you are, street nigga, the code. Fatima wants you to tell your bitch, wants you to tell, nigga. He's like, fuck that. Stick to the code, G. Moving on. Papa has Stanley on the pulpit, right? They sitting there saying he has a fear of not being there when he needs him. I told y'all when he took that picture with Bakari before they went to prom, it was that last week, that that picture is going to be, uh, and them lessons is going to be stuck concretely in in Papa and Bakari's mind because he gave them game for the rest of their life, even though he may not be around. And that picture is going to be monumental. We're going to see that picture. Pop and all these other motherfuckers. A blue Yeti is not an invoice mic. Once again, a blue Yeti is not an invoice mic. The speakers in the front, you talk to it like old school mics. It is not an invoice mic. I don't know why people don't get that. But all right. Stanley gives Papa the fifth generation watch, all this shit. Stanley finna die. We know it. We know it. Time is the one thing we never give back. Stanley quotable. Stanley finna die. We all know this shit. All right. Jade is up worrying about M, mother's intuition. Donnell talks to her, but keeps what's going on a secret with M. Bakari goes to see Lene, and Nina tells him she's on punishment. Bakari apologized to Nina for Lene. She sees Bakari beating mother's intuition, like, you all right? <laughs> you all right? Beat? Because she knows what's going on. That shit wasn't Lene's fault, though. Why the fuck is Lene on punishment? How she knows she was in a stolen car? So they got to let her off punishment. That shit wasn't her fault. And then Jamal rolls up and shit like McGarry tells him I fucked up so somebody fucked me up man do the fuck that little nigga up to I'm not gonna lie dude out of order for that shit beating on that boy like that but he had to um, it's the game Jamal takes him with him on a ride takes him to the crib cause he ain't got no car no more he can't drive no more Gouda could do the car dude dude they let that nigga drive shit no more Vic shows up to talk with Stanley. Even though, hold up. Even though Bakari got pulled over, they was he was riding good and they was bumping the music, but he wasn't doing shit too crazy, too wild. But even guess he was speeding. They might have said, nigga, go to speed limit. All these cars are stolen, nigga. But anybody could have got caught driving them cars, nigga. And them, they was going down, so. Whatever. Vic shows up to talk with Stanley. I'm like, please, Vic, don't snitch to Stanley as well, Vic. So Stanley told him, all I can do is pray for you and let God do the guiding. That's a fact. Thank you, Stanley. Good prayer by Stanley. But prayer only changes perception, G. 
Stay grounded, Vic, and keep your fucking mouth shut, niggas. That's basically what's that. <laughs> that, that that's what your prayer should have told your ass. Stanley apologized to Vic for judging him, you know, because Vic likes uh, transgender women. Transgender women. I think that's, yeah, transgender women. And tells him somebody, <laughs> how a Christian going, how a Christian pastor going to try to judge somebody for what they like and all the bullshit. You no, know, no. So, <laughs> Stanley apologizes for judging him and tells him somebody has to do something about Duda. Motherfucker, you do something about Duda. Oh, so now, fuck the judging and the word and all this shit, and I can't help you, but you want somebody to do something about Duda because your ass is scared. Should just keep on taking the money, G. Well, nobody knew you took the money. You been taking the money, G. You already, man. Make it make, it make sense. You under a lot of heat now, Stanley Cup. Here we go with this double-edged meaning shit, man. Riding in this city, bitch. You know who you fucking with? I don't even... No. So Emma's walking through the chop shop, right? Walks up to Duda and puts the pistol in his face. Yep. This motherfucker puts the pistol all in his face. Nigga, there's all types of goons and shit around. And what the fuck were you thinking about? You put the pistol in his face not to kill him like I told y'all. Y'all told y'all and I told his dumb ass. You put it up in his face to cut ties with him. You stupid motherfucker. You could have just talked to him like a man. You get on some goofball shit how your daddy told you your ass wasn't built. And you're going to put the pistol in the killer face. <sighs> what we not going to do. <laughs> like do the total motherfucker. So Duda tells him, I'm not going to negotiate with you with a gun in my face. And Duda knew him was going to be emotional about the TIFF shit and 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 and, and, and the shit. Um everything else is going on. So giving him the gun and all that shit. So Duda walking to the gun. Boom, right here in his motherfucking face. Tell him, it's your choice, nigga. What you gonna do? My smile at the nigga. M drops the gun and do it. Fire him in his shit. <laughs> Shit, I love him. But that's what M get, fam, for being some cornball shit, M. You can't do that with no man. That's do die, motherfucker. Do die. <laughs> M offers to pay Duda back, buy him out. M played himself. Duda's a gangster, nigga. M told him if you kill me, the whole city would be on your ass. Oh man. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Niggas fuck with me. They just work for you. That's a quotable. That's a quotable. That's a quotable. But dude, I took his, took his strap, nigga, silly motherfucker. Like, nigga, get your ass up out of here. Yeah, yeah, that shit. I'm playing with his life on this show right now, man. <laughs> motherfucker. That was that was one of my that was my favorite moment of the show. One of them, right? Motherfucker, man. He's tripping. Um <laughs> Gemma needs to take that damn weave off and out. That shit don't look right on her. That natural shit was way better for her. Gemma talks about her struggle with being a manager versus going to college, talking to Tierra, having a fabulous motherfucking breakfast, motherfucker. Marcus walks in like, oh, you running out of money, G. What you going to do? They go these three college applications, nigga, by the end of the day, I need them in. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Here goes my other favorite moment of the show. The community college conversation versus four year. Man, listen. Secret gyms, community colleges. If you got a good one where you at, man, I'm telling you, that is the way to go. I wish I can go back right now because the classes I need to go back to is during the middle of the day. I'm telling you, G, I might have to give me a pack or something to move that shit. <laughs> so I got to go to work. <laughs> Straight up. Silly motherfucker. Oh, man. This is what we do this for for right now to have fun and laugh. Talking about our favorite show, Mines and Yours, motherfucker. So, yeah, I want to be an audio engineer and shit. They help me with the pod and shit. Help me with the beats I make and shit like this one right here. Yeah, it's kind of hard, nigga. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Do what I do. So, as long as, as long as I can hear, I can do this shit for the rest of my life. And we riding in the city, bitch. Rolling up a fat one, looking like a stick straight off the branch in Jamaica, bitch. Oh, let's see. <laughs> Ultimatum, yo. Go to school somewhere if you want to live in this house. I love it. Hey, motherfucker, if you come from an educational background, motherfucking your life, nigga, the standards and the pedigree is your ass got to go to school, G. And he told her, I'll give you the opportunity to show me, motherfucker, what you going to do. <laughs> love, Marcus, man. Shout out. Jamal tells Bakari about prison life on the ride to the crib. Jamal comes to Bakari for real about wanting better for his life and shit. He told, he told Bakari some real shit. Bakari worrying about Lene. Jamal tells him they need time apart. Bakari talking about, she all I got to live for. Like, come on, man. You're like 16, nigga. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, she's not, nigga. You live for yourself, nigga. What's wrong with these cats, man? That's why motherfuckers don't need to be in no serious shit. I try to tell motherfuckers, but kids be on some stupid shit thinking they know what the fuck they doing, and they get twisted up in the mix, man. I don't like that shit. Vic tells Rob what happened that day. Of course. Rob questions Vic about why he chose him. You know what I mean? And, like, to ride with him, dog, like, Vic tells him, Rob, because she probably knew I was going to be quiet. But he said, I had to tell you because you need to know because that's your family, fam. So it's more as to the, it's more as to Vic with the street shit. Rob tells Vic, you know what this means, right? Yeah, motherfucking motherfucking war, nigga. A motherfucking war. And I might have to dime you out to them niggas to say, yo, them niggas, you know what I mean? I can let the police get them or I can kill them. But yeah, nigga, you might get dimed out in this process. But Vic is ready for it, right? So, and I I this shit don't have to be in here. And I don't know why they writing this dumbass part up in here because it's causing unnecessary bullshit. Dre's ex-fiance, Monica, all we see him is at work in that same stupid-ass spot of the building and that same silly-ass camera angle, and that's it. We had them no interaction. We don't see no text messages. They ain't outside of the job. They just talk at work. So y'all making a situation for no motherfucking reason is dumb as fuck. But she's pressing Dre about, why you ain't hit me back? Why you ain't? Bitch, I'm married. Like, why we just can't get the bitch I'm married? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And wow, Dre, with all this other shit, blaming the reason why we don't talk because her ass want to dip her lesbian toes. You're dipping on your toe. You want to blame your lesbian dipping of your toe on Nina coming into her queerness later on in life, not understanding lesbians that have ex- exes that still could be friends. Dre, get the fuck out of here. 
Oh, everything, fam. Dre, you're fucking bugging, man. Hey, just eat her pussy, G. That's what you want to do, Dre, anyway. You just want to eat her pussy. Go ahead, man. We'll forgive you. We'll forgive you, man. Hey, Dre Stacey, you on power. She got power on power, too. Let's make it happen. Yo. Bakari pulls up to the crib, and his sister is there. What? Ah. She told Bakari foster care, the couch surfing and shit. From the conversation the two had, they had a rough-ass life, right? And she told him, you looking expensive. He's like, I'm trying to make it, you know what I'm saying? She's like, you looking expensive. No doubt, nigga. Like, yeah. Getting that money, baby. So sister says she'll be, she's back. She's into her music shit. She's supporting her own self. She hustles. She get money. She know how to do that shit. But, you know what I'm saying? She was trying to wonder if she can come in and talk. you like, man, I can't even offer you that because it's ain't my crib. But I'm going to have a crib in a minute and shit. She's like, fuck it. I'll be straight, nigga. We'll catch up. I can see this Maisha shit coming to a head with this shortly with all this shit. Because she's a rapper, right? She's a rapper. And, of course, I, I didn't know that part of this show. But later on, I know what it is. So Vic tells for Timmy he's weighing options. Jay comes in, sends shit up, and gets into it with Vic because Vic don't want to tell him shit. We got Tracy, Dre, and Jada talking about Dre and the X shit. Once again, y'all gonna bring Jada and y'all bring Tracy in one scene of the show to talk about Dre talking to her ex fiance at work and Nina bugging up. Man, come on, man. Give Tracy more respect in that, G. Tracy, oh my God, I didn't know I wouldn't have hired her, Dre. Dre, like, no, that's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Dre told him it's nice being around Monica. Dre tells them she doesn't think she has feelings for... I don't think I got feelings for her. Come on, Dre. Tracy understands by missing Duda to talk to. Dre makes Nina feel inse- feel secure. Like, that's that's what she got to do, but that's the best policy. How you make a motherfucker feel secure when you talking about now you might got feelings for her. You got to tell your wife everything, G. So, Dre... Make Nina feel secure in y'all. That's the best policy. And keep your mouth closed. If you're going to step, step. Hey, 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 five. Yeah. If you're going to step, step, huh? That's right. Rob goes to mom's and tells her he knows who killed Uncle Q, right? Mom wants him to take out Duda. She told him to get some help. She doesn't think he can do it by herself. Damn, why y'all making all the niggas be, you know what I mean? Can't nobody stand on their own. They can't do this. They can't do that, man. This some sucker shit, man. I know killers, nigga. This shit ain't right. Here we go. I don't think Rob is a hoe, right? I don't think Rob is a hoe. He doesn't seem like a hoe. So I don't know why they writing that shit up in there. If he drags him into this shit, will he be a hoe, though? That's the question. Both of them have issues with Duda, real issues, as a matter of fact. Their lives will be easier and normal if he is gone. Regardless of the money he's invested in both. Remember, Rob is getting more money with Duda than he was with his uncle Kip. Rob, I can see why he wants to kill Duda, not him. Not him. I'm still bugging off the M want to kill Duda shit. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not understanding. I get it, but nah, B. So Dre at the crib talking to Nina about Monica. Nina just doesn't understand. And Nina is right, motherfucker. Why do you need to be doing all this shit with your ex-fiance? I don't understand. And why do I got to? I don't want to hang out with your ex. And why is it important to you that I do type shit? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Dre on this lesbian friend. I need a lesbian friend. Like, oh, shit. Come on, Dre. So Kev comes in and Nina snaps. You just can't be coming up in here. But he told Dre. And forgot to, Dre forgot to tell Nina, because, you know what I'm saying, Dre on her bullshit. 
Kev tells them he's moving to L.A. Dre loves it. Nina's like, uh-uh, nah, 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 nah. And then she like, Nina, or Dre tells Nina, Nina tells Dre, you, you can't really say too much about this shit. And Dre, Kev said, hold up, Dre, my mom too. Like, yeah, yeah, Kev, that's a quotable, that's a quotable. Nina won't, Dre, I need you to back me up on this. Dre can't because it's the right thing to back Kev. You know what I mean? Hey, but not too much on Nina, though. Not too much on Nina, though. Y'all making it hard on Nina. Nina tries to do things the right way, and not too much on Nina, though. We're going to fall back on the Nina shit, Dre. So, Papa over at Kings and shit, they're talking about, are you good with kids? The nigga's 17. <laughs> yeah, 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 yep, Kenya's good with kids. She gives popping out like shit. You ain't gotta be here. You ain't gotta do this shit. This is my responsibility. You ain't gotta feel. But I come with this shit. Everything I come with, G. Talked about in love affair discussions. R.I.P. the love affair discussions. Papa stays 10 toes down, though. Like, we got this. Okay, Papa. We got this, motherfucker. All right, Papa. Shit. Stanley chastises Papa about coming in late and shit. Papa lets Stanley know he has a girlfriend and she has a son. Loose lip sync ships. It's a trip. <laughs> Minister Bailey's daughter. And Stanley let him know all about that man, a family and all that. She tells Papa, I'm your father. You're not old enough for that responsibility. Dating a woman with a child. Maybe, maybe not. Dad, I get it. Papa tells him not a child no more. And this shit is getting thick between Papa and Stanley. He wants to get from under, underneath all that control. Vic's man's group was a powerful moment of the show again this week. Now they got the youth there. So we're not here to fix anyone or offer advice. We're here to support and listen. Correct. Because it's it's a self-support group. It's not therapy. Some of the motherfuckers need to go to therapy. You motherfucker, like, they, they can't offer that type of shit because they don't know. They didn't get trained in doing that. Dope. Shaw feels like he's starting to backslide. But he lies about it. No, nigga, you holding guns. and ain't got shit to do for lusting another woman. Wants them to help hold him accountable. Jamal is glad the youth is there in the outlet, as an outlet because he wish he would have had that when he was younger. Dope. Marcus feels terrible about forcing Jim into college because he don't feel like she really want to go. And Jake is adversarial about her going mean, mugging the nigga. Like, Jake, what's wrong with you, family? That nigga ain't, Marcus ain't never did shit to you. Papa talks about mistakes when they're not. You know what I mean? M talks about doing right. Well, Marcus was probably mad at him and fuck with Jake is where Jake was from. Whatever, that shit old. Papa talks about mistakes when they're not and all that shit and, you know, you got to live your life. Him talks about doing right will get you in trouble. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But trouble with who, him? You letting the motherfucking get you in trouble. Bakari talks about seeing his sister and being in shock. They like, yo, you got a sister type shit? Yeah, nigga. Vic apologized with Jake and asked for prayers and trust and shit. So the shit was depressing this week, but it was eye-opening to the process of brothers trusting each other to help lift themselves up and each other, because that's the catch, so that's dope. Maisha talks to Kev about hearing in the streets. He's moving to L.A. Kev asked her to go. Don't minimize my dreams because you you got to leave our city to chase yours, Maisha. That's a quotable, Maisha. That's hate. That's hate. That's hate. He didn't minimize. He just said, nigga, I would think you get more opportunity in L.A. to blow. I didn't know you wanted to be a local rapper type shit. Like, you can go to L.A. with me. Like, I don't think he was minimizing her shit. He's like, shit, she could always come back to Chicago. Like, I'll give her that. But she's not all the way right. You know what I mean? There's different levels for different people. Kev apologized. Said he'll fly her out. And they're like, oh, only first class. You know what I'm saying? 
See what I'm saying? You don't want to, you talk that shit about I got to leave our city uh, to chase my dreams, but you want me to fly your punk ass out first class. See what I'm saying? It's dope, though. I'll give my issue that. She don't cause me no problems on the show. We got graduation day. Dude showed up to talk to Bakari. Like, no. Shot and Vic said, you can't talk with him without us. Like, these niggas. Dude, that is a killer. You didn't kill you motherfuckers for breathing the wrong way. What is wrong with these niggas? But it's cool. I, I love they stepped up for Bakari. Dude smiled at Stanley. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? That's a wrap. We, that's a wrap. <laughs> it's a fucking wrap. Kev is the class speaker. Dope. Cottage is not a scam, G, though. You got to have a plan. You got to know what you're going to do. And you got to have your internships all together lined up to do what you need to do. I suggest unless you, I should, every kid needs to stay in the dorms. You have to stay in the dorms, get your ass back to the crib or an apartment or something else. But that college being able to stay in the dorms and living that shit, I believe every college student, especially go to four year needs to get that. Um, but yes, everybody else, that two year shit is the way to go. It's the way to go. Cause you can still get your four, but you get your two coming out making more than niggas with the four and with masters. Like, come on, come on. You know what I mean? And man, not right now, G. Clear message from Kev though about don't let nobody take your shit away. What you want to do? Dinner at Stanley's, Bakaria food, Papa new baby mama. <laughs> Damn, Stanley went ham. Like you know, what I'm saying Papa's done with the control that religious shit. The religious control he done. He just wanted his daddy to be his daddy. Papa tripping though a little bit though, nigga. You just graduated talking about I'm a, I'm a man. I can do this and I do that. Instead, he told the right motherfucker, that's how you feel then. Nigga, you walk up by that motherfucking door. Nigga, you don't want to abide by my rules, nigga. You can get the, get the fuck out. Nigga, and then Papa stepped. We go to the little graduation party. Love Gemma with her stepping shit at the party. Okay then, Gemma. Bakari's sister was spitting that shit though. Maisha ass hating like in the corner and shit. She aight, whatever, clown. She's better than aight. Get in the lab, sis. Get on the collab, sis. Do some shit, right? Gemma stepped right up, right? And, of course, her ass wanted Gemma. So she could... So was it a stud? She was a stud, I guess. Whatever, man. So we're going to see what happened with this. Gemma's going to fuck with her because Tiara told her over breakfast, that good-looking-ass breakfast, to get you more motherfuckers on your roster because success isn't guaranteed and that you got to have multiple motherfuckers to see which one going to blow for you to put you in a position where you straight. Woo! Digger. Stanley looked at the same word that he read every motherfucking day to try to find meaning in it. Then he had to pray about it to protect his son. And somebody came and marked his ass in the kitchen. I knew it. We knew it. We knew what was going to happen. R.I.P. motherfucking Stanley. You niggas killing preachers, though? <laughs> Damn. You motherfuckers killing preachers, though? All right, y'all. Let's get into it, what I predicted. M tells Keisha, I would never put our family in danger. She says you already have. Yeah. It's partly Keisha's fault, though. You didn't want that house. We ain't getting the house. Dude will just invest in the business. Papa tells Kenya he's still processing everything, and she asks if you're ready for this. And Papa think he's ready to be his uh, 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 stepfather at 17. 
Dre tells her ex, hey, at work, and they get to talking, and she worried about how come you ain't hitting me back. And Dre tells her everything's going with her with her wife, and she's messy, Dre. Trey asks Dre, Tracy asks Dre if she still is feeling for her ex, and Dre says, I don't think so. It was a spice conversation because she said no in a spice conversation. Stanley tells Vic to take the righteous path. The city will always be in the devil's hands when we see Duda. So we know what's going on. All right, peace, Stanley. The children at graduation, Kev speaking. We see Zay, Nuck, and Duda. We see Bakari with a daughter, I with Jamal. We see Vic and then in with the gun. He put the shit to his face. They do a good job of splicing shit up with a uh, next episode trailers and shit. I like that. All right, so looking at this episode trailer for next week, we see Papa telling Bakari, I know one of your boys killed him. And Bakari says, I didn't, I didn't think none of this would happen. And Papa said, but it did. Now he's gone. Talking about his daddy, Stanley. They was in the church. Keisha tells him it could be life or death. M says he's not going to let anything happen to you and my kids. So I don't know if this is after he went looking for Nuck or found out some shit. Um, this could be life or death because you put the fucking pistol in Duda's face, nigga. So once you go home and tell Keisha that shit, yeah, I think it could be life or death. M is in the lounge and Nuck is in his way. I don't know if he's going looking for Keisha or he's looking for who he's looking for. I don't know. So if, if if Keisha going to see Nuck and you got to go find her and you find out she down there, nigga, you got an 86er, G. Jake tells Vic, I wouldn't snitch. We need you. So clearly Vic told Jake, this is what I could do. We hear Duda talking, and it's a game of chess going on. He says, sometimes to win the game, sacrifice the ones you love and play with no fear. Kevin and them embrace. Keisha at the lounge with Nuck. Boys consoling Papa. Shaw with the pump in his crib going after somebody. Bakari going to see Nuck and has his gun in his throat, and Zay has his gun at Bakari's head. We see Duda. We see Paul Bears in white. Man, we hear Bakari scream. All right. All right. <laughs> Duda deserves some type of award. He deserves some type of award. Um, the character progression of Duda is amazing. The villain, he's doing a great fucking job. All right? That's the first thing. I don't like the emasculation of black man, but I understand what's going on. Otherwise than that, a pretty good episode. You know what I'm saying? A pretty good episode. It is setting up with two more episodes left. 607, 608, then we taking a break because they got 10 episodes done before the writers and the actor strike. Somebody else dying, yo. Somebody else dying. I just don't know who. I just don't know who. Whew. Man. This is going to be interesting. Because they graduated from school, that means they got to be going through the summer. And the summer, we all know, is hot in Chicago and a lot of bodies drop. So um, it's going to be interesting. I can't even say who's going to die. That's how much shit is going on. And I can say everybody could die shit, right? But this Rob shit is going to be interesting because either he's going to try to kill Duda or he's going to blow up the whole operation and snitch that shit. 
and then Trig go down, and then Dude I go down, and I don't know. This M and Nux shit I'm watching for Papa. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. Let me know. Let me know what y'all think, man. Let's get this conversation going in the comments, y'all. Man, thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. Appreciate you. Just conference together. Get your clutch together. Listen to and follow the network on various platforms. Confidence in the clutch. Podbean.com, wherever you listen to your podcast. Search Confidence in the Clutch. Subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell for notification of new content when I drop. Follow, share, rating, review is important. Follow us on X, Instagram at K&K. Visit us on Facebook at Confidence in the Clutch. Weekly, Donald Nelson, D-Nell, Dizzle, D-Z. <laughs> D's us. D-Z-D, D-Z-O's, Don P, Don D, Don Rilla, Digga, Hoss. The Shot Reverse Russia Podcast, the Confidence in the Clutch Podcast about the hit TV series, The Shot. Have a safe and healthy night. If you listen during the daytime, credit great day on purpose, y'all. We out, man. Have a great weekend. Peace. Three, two, one. Confidence on three. In the clutch on six. One, two, three. Confidence. Four, five, six. In the clutch. Confidence.